You are now listening to the Soul and Wonder Podcast, Episode 33, Be Change with Alana Kettler. Welcome to the Soul and Wonder Podcast, where the conduits of the body, depths of the mind, and atlas of the soul are explored with devotion. Through cultural exchange, Christopher and Sarah and their guests will deliver sacred wisdom from around the globe, uncovering the hidden gems of conscious living and holistic healing to empower you on your journey of self-discovery. And now, here are your hosts, Christopher and Sarah. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Soul and Wonder podcast. We are your hosts, Sarah and Christopher. We are already 33 episodes in. Wow, that blew by. I know. It's been about a year. We started last September and... We've been on quite the journey since then. We, we have. It's been great. So, happy to have you here again. Absolutely. Today we have a very special guest once again. I feel like all of our guests are special, but uh, we really wanted to get somebody on from Collective Evolution. Not sure if you've heard of them, but I know many of you have. They're a conscious media outlet, and today we're featuring Alana Kettler on the show. She has some wonderful bits of wisdom to share with us today and a little bit of behind the scenes information about what it's like to work with Collective Evolution on the team. Before we get into our interview, let's do a little bit of housekeeping. We want to remind you guys to jump on that group enrollment for our Eat to Thrive program on August 27th. So time is running out here. We only have a few weeks left. We're really excited about this. So for those of you that don't know what Eat to Thrive is, Eat to Thrive is our baby our baby. It's our whole food plant-based program. We help you get from point A to point B and by the time you're at point B you're feeling really good. So I know a lot of a lot of people mention that they want to hop on the plant-based train, they want to feel better, they want to do it for the animals, they want to do it for the planet. Whatever your reason is, we help you transition to a whole food plant-based lifestyle. So for those of you that want to learn a little bit more about what that entails, you can visit www.soulinwonder.com slash eat hyphen to hyphen thrive. Soulinwonder.com slash eat to thrive. And we'll include that in the show notes so you can be sure to click on that link. And guess what, guys? It's only $97. That is 90 days. Yes. And that will include a private Facebook group, all of the handcrafted delicious recipes that we created ourselves, meal plans, tips, tricks, and much more. A buck a day, you can't beat that. No. So, and I am extremely excited to announce that I'm accepting new clients for my fulfillment life coaching. And, you know, this... Some One of my clients, she had something really sweet to share with her testimonial, and I'd like to share that with you guys. She said, Sarah is an amazing coach. She knew exactly what to say and ask to get me thinking and get to the bottom of things. My goal was to improve my attitude, and with just a few sessions, I was on the right path and reaching my goal. Thanks, Sarah. And the reason I like her short and sweet testimonial is because it's a perfect example of how much work you can actually do in just a little bit of time. So Jennifer had her goal already worked towards within just a few sessions. Just a few sessions. And this is talking about some pretty heavy limiting beliefs that she'd held on to. And she, because of her ability to dedicate herself to her personal development and my ability to intuitively listen and ask the appropriate questions and be her accountability partner, she was able to start making giant leaps towards the person that she wanted to be. Someone with a good attitude, a healthy perception on the life around her. And of course, the journey doesn't end there. She'll continue to grow and change and evolve, and I'll be there. So for the listeners that don't know what fulfillment life coaching is, what is it and what can that what can coaching help them do, essentially? So fulfillment is exactly that. Fulfilling your true potential, fulfilling your being, your happiness. You know, I think sometimes we look for external things to make us happy. We're constantly filling this void with just short-term enjoyments, and we often come up feeling 
unfulfilled. And, you know, fulfillment is really identifying your true purpose. It's about embarking on this self-discovery journey where you can consistently grow and change and evolve positively and finally work through that baggage that you've been carrying. Finally dig into the, the caverns of your mind, your heart, and your soul and figure out what makes you tick. Identifying those core values. What's going to drive you through the rest of your life? What's going to influence your decision making? So my job is to be your cheerleader along the way, but to also be someone who pushes you out of your comfort zone because let's be honest, complacency leads to unfulfillment. It's that simple. My job is to support you along your self-discovery journey. My job is also to you know, see the trees while you see the forest. You've got the bigger picture in mind, but I see all the little bits and pieces that create that picture. I help you to overcome those challenges. If you're not even seeing those challenges, I help bring those to the surface. So there's a lot of stuff that we do. But you don't just have to take my word for it. You can actually test it out yourself because I offer free sessions. That's right, absolutely free. For 45 minutes, we can talk about your personal development goals, your challenges. Basically, we're going to envision the best version of yourself and see what it takes to start getting you on that path. And then, of course, we'll talk a little bit more about coaching and what it can do for you personally. So you can go to our services tab on our website, www.soulwonder.com, click on Fulfillment Life Coaching, and schedule your free 45-minute Unlock My True Potential Now coaching session with me. Looking forward to it. So enough about us. Let's get with Alana Kettler. We mentioned that she works for the Collective Evolution team, but let's tell you a little bit more about her. So she's been on a mission ever since she quote-unquote woke up to uncover the truth in the world, to learn everything she can about every subject, and to ultimately understand at a higher level what we are all doing here and why. The big question. It is the big question. So she's worked for the popular online conscious media platform, Collective Evolution, big fans, since early 2010 and continues to be an integral part of their team even since moving to the other side of the country to work remotely. She currently resides in the beautiful Victoria, British Columbia, Canada. We've yet to make it out that way, but on the list. More recently, she started working for another conscious media platform called Conscious Thought Revolution, which is an up-and-coming conscious media platform. We're going to have to check that one out. So over the years, Alana has learned the importance of true connection and of the amazing power of vulnerability, something that I can relate to profoundly. She aims to use these conscious media platforms that she's a part of to spread a message of living from the heart, facing your fears, being bold, taking action, and being the change. She hopes to inspire others by sharing her story and living authentically. So we had a blast with this interview with Alana because not only was it cool to kind of get in behind the scenes in the collective evolution world, we also got to hear about her personal story, her development, you know, what was it that put her on this path? And I think it's something that many of you will be able to relate to. I know that we absolutely did. And her journey, how she got into the collective evolution team and what it is that they really represent, what it is that they want to do for this world um you know it's it's such a powerful media outlet and i think that all of us could do a little bit better about opening up our minds and diving into this world you know and just being more positive with sharing this information and be willing to grow be willing to change and as their slogan is be change i like it I don't really have too much to add to that one. I think we should uh, let Alana, you know, speak for herself on Collective Evolution, and we'll uh, get these tapes rolling here. Don't forget to stick around to the end of the interview to get your free health tip of the episode. See you guys then. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back here with Alana. Alana, we're super happy to have you with us. How are you today? 
I'm doing really good. Thank you. Um, thanks again for having me on. I'm excited about what we can come up with today. Well, I know because you said you were getting your tea ready before we met for the interview that this was going to be a good call because we have our teas, you have your tea. Now we're just having a little tea party. <laughs> exactly. What type of tea are you drinking? I'm drinking Earl Grey, but it's a blend that has vanilla in it, so it's called London Fog. It's Ooh. really delicious. Organic. I've yeah. had that one before. It's super good. We've got us a Kuan Yin Iron Goddess Oolong tea. Wow, that sounds intense. It is. Just enough pick-me-up, too, to get you through the next couple hours if you need it. We just drove back from Buffalo yesterday, 10-hour drive, so we're a little a little sleepy. Yeah. So, Alana, I'm going to drop the bomb on you very soon in the conversation. You know, your bio intrigued me the first sentence that said you'd been on a mission ever since you, quote-unquote, woke up to uncover the truth in the world. So I'd like to ask, how or when or both did you wake up, and what was that journey like for you? Okay, so I guess I could start um, all the way back to the very, very beginning, and that's just having memories of being a really, really small child. And I would almost have like, not like panic attacks, but just moments where I would be whatever I was doing, I would freeze and just think, what am I doing here? How am I here? And why am I here? Like, why is this happening? And it would, I would just get in my head and it would become really intense. And I'd have these questions. And um, I always knew that there was like more to life than what meets the eye and that there was, there's more that maybe we weren't being told, but I didn't have any way to kind of prove those feelings. It was just something I always felt. Um, so when I guess I was a teenager, I had seen a documentary called what the bleep do we know? And I don't know if any of the listeners have um, seen it or either of you have seen it, but it is a documentary about quantum physics and it basically prove scientifically how we are creating our own reality and our thoughts are creating our reality. So that was a really interesting thing for me to see because it kind of like confirmed so much of what I felt about there being more to the world than meets the eye. And so that kind of started opening my mind a bit. Um, it was after, shortly after that, that I read um, a book by Eckhart Tolle called A New Earth. Mm -hmm. And um, that one gave me basically was the first it was like a eureka moment um or like a mind blown moment i think it's within the first page in the first chapter of that book that he says you know who are you without your thoughts so he's basically trying to get across that your soul is something else it's not your thoughts and prior to that i had always felt that i think therefore i am and my mind was you know who i was but reading that statement he says you know take a moment close your eyes stop thinking and then you know take a minute and then he says are you still there who was that beyond your your thoughts so then that was like whoa and then I had this epiphany and like eye-opening experience of the existence of my soul so that was really powerful is being able to separate then the mind from the soul um after that I ended up watching a documentary called Zeitgeist. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You've seen it as well? Okay. So that was back actually when it came out in 2007. I was still in high school. And that was really, really like the tipping point of just going all out and doing all the research I could find, watching so many documentaries, looking into things. And I kind of got lost um, into a path full of um, like conspiracy theories and like learning about all the corruption in the world. And I was in a state of, you know, I was really angry to find out all this information and also really fearful of what was, you know, potentially going to be happening to us. And um, that was, you know, that was definitely a, a catalyst that set me on the path I'm on now. It, it was absolutely necessary, but it's, it's what led me to find Collective Evolution that I work for um, because when I found Collective Evolution online, actually, uh, it was the only website that I had seen that was offering me um, kind of like an answer as to why this corruption was happening and how we can, you know, kind of like more of a solution to the problem and a different perspective around it so that it's less about um, judgment and more so about understanding the duality happening on the planet. So then I felt really, really excited about collective evolution and being able to be part of the solution um, rather than focusing so much on the problem, because I really became aware that 
by focusing on the problem, you're actually just feeding into it and that's not going to create any change. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like perpetuating what's going on. So you want to, you know, look at, like you said, the solutionary aspect of it. So I think Mm -hmm. that's really cool. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, know, um, it's funny that you mentioned how when you were a kid, you felt like there was just something more to life and that there was something beyond the veil and you just couldn't quite put your finger on it because I including myself and I think I can speak for Christopher as well we felt the same way as children as well as other people I've met throughout my life that I'm close friends with who are on the same trajectory for this consciousness expansion and I remember being six years old in the front yard of my house by myself sitting by the ditch I had my knees pulled up to my chest and my feet were bare and I'm playing with the grass blades and I just felt this immense amount of homesickness at the time I didn't know it was homesickness that I was feeling because I'd never been away from home before but you know in my college years it was the first time I'd experienced being away from home and I was able to peg that emotion you know in hindsight but Mm -hmm. at six years old I couldn't explain that void that feeling that I just couldn't seem to understand and I, I just wanted to run away and run until I could find whatever it was that was going to fill that spot and I I remember coming up with a plan in my head how I was going to run away but yet I had a perfect home life perfect parents wonderful sibling and friends and it it just was unexplainable and Mm -hmm. I think you know having talked to another friend of mine who was like yeah when I was a kid I used to ask my mom all the time am I dreaming am I awake right now like is this real and it's it I thought I was just the only one and then of course meeting Chris and meeting more people like you and it blows my mind how many of us at some point as children just really didn't feel like this was it (laughs) yeah it's really interesting and that's a really really good way to put it I think and that kind of hits the nail on the head with how I remember feeling is that feeling of homesickness for Mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. And it's something I think we kind of like go away from too. You know, we become teenagers. We start to get wrapped up in this physical world where we, we don't really care about big issues. You know, it seems you kind of started your journey in high school. Whereas for me, it took me a few years later in college to start reading Eckhart Tolle was my first too. That really like, bam, opened up my way of thinking. Mm -hmm. Um, but we get so distracted by this earthly, I guess you could call it plane that we forget that that void was there and we're just filling it with, you know, nonsense really just for us to figure out again that that has a purpose as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. You can totally really tell all of that. It's funny you mentioned Zeitgeist because when Sarah and I had met in Tanzania, we were uh, exploring different documentaries as we were, um, getting them as much as we could and zeitgeist was one of them i think we watched all of them and you know at this Mm -hmm. point we were pretty well aware of what was happening but it was nice to see an actual documentary um to you know kind of display all of this and possibly give us some solutions uh for the future but that's where i guess you know your journey in getting involved with collective evolution, I think that's really neat that you were able to get involved with them because we really uh, enjoy reading a lot of the stuff and watching a lot of the videos from collective evolution. So can you share how you actually got involved with, uh, with them? Yeah. Um, okay. So when I first found CE online, <clears throat> um, it was in 2009. So it was the same year that the website started and as I said, I was on like a quest for the truth and, you know, looking at everything possible. And I actually found CE by going to David Icke's Facebook page. (laughs) And for those that don't know, David Icke is a really um, famous uh, uh, researcher, I guess. So he, you know, tries to uncover a lot of the corruption in the world and has written, you know, probably over 20 books on various topics. So I was kind of uh, infatuated with David Icke for a little while. And I went to his Facebook page and just to, to look at the content that was being posted, and I had seen someone had posted something from Collective Evolution, and that's when I clicked on it, and I went to the website, and, and right away I felt, because Collective Evolution offers, you know, a conscious perspective and, and understanding to these things that are happening around the world. So 
right away, I just felt like this is what I've been missing, you know, so it made me just feel so much more at peace. It's like, okay, now I have an answer to why these things are happening in the world. And I, I feel a lot better about it. So I just was reading the articles all the time, you know, every single day, like I had the page bookmarked, and I would, you know, wake up in the morning, and I would click on my, my collective evolution bookmark and read all the new articles. And I would comment and get involved. And at the time, I really thought collective evolution was a lot bigger than it than it was, but it was still very small. It just seemed so amazing to me. And eventually, um, uh, Joe Martino and I, so he's the founder, we started, you know, talking a little more personally. And we kind of, you know, decided that, well, we felt that there was something between us. So I ended up going to visit him in Toronto um, in 2010. And I was coming from British Columbia and Canada. And we really hit it off and felt a spark. So we, you know, got into a relationship. And it was after that that I joined I joined the CE team. And I, I realized actually at that point that it wasn't even as close to as big as I had thought it was. It was just in the early stages. So, you know, I was expecting this kind of this big, huge, massive production, but it was just a really small operation. And it was really exciting to, to join it from the near beginning and to be a part of all of all of the, the growth that happened over the years with CE. Wow. So the stars really aligned there for you. And it's it's really neat to hear that you were able to come in on kind of on the ground floor and and mm -hmm. witness this, the, the growth of CE. That's really cool. Yeah, for sure. Um, I should just say, like, I'm no longer with the founder of CE, <laughs> but we're still good friends and I'm still with the company. And, you know, we still have a great, amazing uh, friendship. So just don't want to be putting out any <laughs> disinformation there. Sure, sure. No, that, that that's an interesting story to see how you got involved with that. And it, I think it speaks volumes for the team, you know, mm -hmm. that despite the relationship, you know, um, not working out in the long run. The fact that you're working for them still and you, you've remained civil and have a good friendship, it says a lot for the collective evolution team in and of itself, you know, and so that kudos to you guys. Yeah, thank you. I agree because most people, if I tell them the story and they're like, and you still work for them? Oh my God. <laughs> well, I am on the other side of the country now, but, <laughs> but no. It's all good. I we, we worked together, you know, in the same city after we were apart for a year before I moved back to DC. So it's a good working relationship for sure and good friendship. So what exactly do you do for the team at Collective Evolution? So I am, I'd say, like first and foremost, a writer. That's always been one of my main roles with CE. Also, I do social media management. So I do the Facebook page. I take care of the scheduling and the posting and some of the commenting and that sort of thing on. Facebook, and then I also am responsible for outside writer submissions. So anyone that's like looking to get published on Collective Evolution kind of goes through me first. So I determine if it's going to be a good fit or not, and then get them set up with their accounts and their user profiles and all of that. And then also just some kind of admin type stuff, and you know, tons of emails always, <laughs> never ending. Emails. Yeah. Do you get quite a bit of content coming in from the outside that people want to, you know, display on Collective Evolution? I'm curious about how that process goes. I mean, how do you decide what is good to post through Collective Evolution and what isn't? Yeah, well, this is something, unfortunately, has become a lot more tricky over the years as the Internet has shifted so has our content because we kind of have to keep up with what people are clicking on and finding interesting. So when Collective Evolution first started, it was a lot more personal bloggy type articles, you know, like just um, written from experience or, you know, here's how I overcame this challenge or here's how I stepped up to the plate in this regard or, um, you know, just various personal experiences. So that kind of content was, was really, it really did well and spoke to people and it was very simplistic, but it was also very new at the time. You know, there wasn't a lot of websites like CE and now there's, there's tons, you know, there's, there's thousands probably because I think a lot of people have realized that you can make money off doing these sorts of things. So when we get, we do get mostly submissions from people that are kind of more in that personal story, which is great. And we really appreciate that content. But the problem is, is that it doesn't do well at all. So 
you know, if we're posting these articles on the site and they're not getting seen, it's kind of a waste of time for everybody involved. So unfortunately, that's the majority of the content we get. And while I do believe it's important to share that kind of content, it's not really what people are wanting to read. So that's the main and we will share some if it's like a, if it's really well written and we really feel like the story is powerful we'll still share that but we like um mostly just research-based articles about various things that are going going on in the world or you know different health topics or just any kind of information that can help you up level your life or find your purpose and things like that so it really it really depends yeah, it really depends. It varies between like what we'll what we'll choose and what we won't, but we are always open to accepting new submissions. Awesome. Well, I know I always enjoy seeing what Collective Evolution posts, so you guys are doing a good job with that. Mm-hmm. Thank and you. I like how, you know, it's referred to as conscious media. Why do you think conscious media is important in this day and age? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think it's so 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 important because people are just you know we're saturated with so much media from so many different angles and it is really 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 powerful to kind of shape your perception of things so you may notice you know people who are only watching the mainstream media and only getting their news from the tv um are kind of living in more of a state of fear you know and they're they're scared to like leave their door unlocked and scared to go out and maybe even a little more racist because the media tries to keep us divided you know the mainstream media tries to keep us divided and not really tell the full story and then there's also a different uh, always like a biased agenda going on so you're never really getting the full the full truth there you're just getting one person's perception and for you know some kind of a vested interest so i think conscious media outlets such as collective evolution are really important because we don't have an agenda there's no agenda except for to provide our viewers with the truth and we try to stay neutral and give an unbiased perspective about um what's going on in the world and also to provide you know more uplifting content and to inspire people to really like be the change and to take responsibility for their lives and, you know, not live the life that the media is telling you to, you know, you don't need to have the perfect car and the wardrobe and everything, but really live a life that's authentic to you. So just as the mainstream media can be very um, shaping in like who you are, like we would like to, to be that as well, except on a more positive note and inspiring you to really, to be yourself and uncover the truth and create awareness about important issues because by raising awareness is how we create change on this planet. I like that a lot. I really do. And I think a lot of us, um, you know, throughout the years, people that have consumed a lot of the mainstream media have been um, programmed, so to say. And this programming, uh, as you mentioned, takes place on multiple levels. And I think it's difficult for a lot of people to remove themselves from that and get out of that trap. But I know once they do, the whole world opens up to them and uh, they wake up and they're able to be able to see the positive as you're trying to display and what is going on instead of all this fear mongering that's happening uh, on a day to day basis through our newspapers and, and mainstream media on TV. Mm-hmm, exactly. Like um, it's just important anyways, is I think to just get your news from more than one different source, mm-hmm. you know, so don't get it from just one news station on TV, like question what you hear. And even with CE, we always tell people, don't just take our word for it. Check our sources, you know, look into what we're saying. And if it doesn't resonate with you, that's fine. You know, you can leave it. We're not like trying to tell you that this is the answer. This is the way we just pose an alternative to what you're being basically fed on the mainstream. I really like that. And I like how you mentioned question everything, because I think a lot of us consume blindly and we're really not aware um, within ourselves and, and we're, we're, we're lacking a lot of that and not, you know, people that don't question things. I think you're just putting this blind trust in everything that everything's going to be okay or whatever, and that you can't do anything about it, but we all have the power in our collective consciousness to be able to change the things that are actually happening in this world. And if we start to question, that's, that's where things start. And that's where the, you know, you know, we put the fuel on the fire by doing that. 
Yeah, exactly. And another element to just add to that is um, like not only question everything, but listen to your intuition a little bit as well, because mm-hmm. usually if, if you read something and you're kind of unsure about it, you can kind of like tune in and just kind of see how it makes you feel and whether or not, you know, you believe it just by trusting yourself. And that's a skill that, you know, at, at first your mind could get in the way, but as you, you know, use your intuition more and more, you kind of develop it and it becomes a lot stronger and it can be a really good guiding system to navigate your way through a lot of this, you know, so much media and and everything else that we're being bombarded with on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, definitely. Practicing discernment, it's very important. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think it can be, you know, it, we've forgotten what that means, I think. And you know, we're always told what to do, what to think, how to do something, how to think something that I think some of us have forgotten what it's like to tap into that inner knowing, using our own discernment to be able to decide what, what speaks truth to ourselves. And, you know, that, that can bite us in the butt for even on the alternative media page you know like it can go both ways some people believe too much of everything that they hear just because it's not mainstream they'll trust an alternative source so much because it's not mainstream that they don't you know they miss that opportunity to use their own discernment and that's I really like how you know CE gives you that little push it says you know don't just trust every word we say check us out see where our sources are coming from I think you guys are doing a good thing with that Mm -hmm. well on the build on top of that you know we've been uh as to kind of circle back around here we've been programmed for so long since we've been little children to you know from you know our school system the government the our parents our you know teachers our peers all of these things saying this is right this is wrong this is what you should be doing this is what you shouldn't be doing and all of this stuff and we start to really form our perspective of the world through um, what people are telling us and then to be able to kind of remove ourselves from that that it can be quite difficult but I think uh, once you do uh, it's incredibly empowering and powerful as well yeah for sure like it's once you kind of see the big picture and that you know it's it's all kind of geared that way for a reason to kind of keep you you know in a certain place that's just going to keep fueling the machine. Like once you kind of see through that, then you may feel more empowered to, like I said before, kind of take responsibility for your own life. Sure. Yeah. Not just, uh, you know, go along with, with what they're trying to kind of, um, make, make society. And I saw an interesting video, actually, it was a pretty viral video that was going around and I'm not exactly sure the group who made it, but it was just a really simple video of a guy speaking to a camera and the, the heading was, you are being brainwashed by media, I think it said. And then he was just talking about how actually like a lot of um, terror and um, murders and even like war and all these horrible things that we hear about on the news all the time, they've actually dropped tremendously. These crime rates are lower than they have ever been, apparently, according to these statistics that he presented but when we're watching just the news you know that's all they focus about so you actually start to really believe it's way more of a problem than it is so it just goes to show that the more you actually focus on a problem the more it kind of is a problem you know and the less you give your attention to it the less it's actually going to affect you in your life well and that's a perfect example of how it's been created to use our our collective consciousness and a week if we use our collective consciousness to focus on these fear-based things then that's the the world we may see but if we use our collective consciousness to focus on more of positive and uplifting things and things that are actually going to help the world and help the people of this world and everything that lives on it then that's the world we're going to see you know so it's it's being able to decipher that and look at both sides of that yeah it's a huge tool and it yeah. can be used with us or against us. Yeah, for sure. It can get, um, I think, kind of tricky too sometimes because there's some people who might fall into the bubble of only looking at the positive side. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't I don't think that's necessarily the way to go too. Like, it's kind of important to be aware of what's, what's actually going on in the world, mm. but just not giving so much power to it. And then also um, looking at these things from a neutral perspective and not judging it as good or bad, but seeing it 
as you know, like, you know, you could say that, you know, 9-11 was a really tragic um, event that happened, but in a way it was also an amazing catalyst for change. Mm -hmm. So flipping your perspective towards these certain things instead of being fearful of them, but kind of seeing the bigger picture or seeing, you know, the opportunity for growth and for change within them can also be really beneficial because then you're, you're kind of acknowledging it, but you're not giving power to it. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. And just creating that balance within yourself too um, is, is definitely important. Absolutely. You know, that's something that we like to try to help guide people on within themselves even is sitting with that darkness within themselves so they can bring it to the light. So not ignoring the shadow because that's only going to fuel it as well. Obsessing with it and ignoring it is what fuels it. But like you said, acknowledging it, not feeding it too much power and understanding it's up to you to take the step to move forward to bring any kind of resolution or at least shine a, a positive light on something seemingly negative, as you said, an evolutionary catalyst for change and progression and growth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So what what can the listeners do to help support conscious media? Because there's not, there some people might not know, you know, what is conscious media or how can I be there for it? How can we let this grow? What could they do? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think it is, I guess, important to find out everything about. Um, the, what what the various websites are sharing and there like I said before there's so much they're actually like I don't really like the term fake news because I know that I think Facebook has classified collective evolution as a fake news website you know for their own corrupt reasons but there actually are so many sites that are just full of a lot of bs and I believe that it's sites like those that actually give ours a bad name because then we just get into the same category and I think that's part of it so Um, being able to like not just first of all not just um, read an article or read a title for something and and assume that you know what the article is talking about but actually like click on it if you think no way and you disagree with it click on the article and check it out and read it because more often than not um, we will get tons of backlash and negative comments on our articles just for the headings because they might be kind of uh, controversial right because Mm -hmm. that's how we're able to draw you in so before making an assumption um definitely like like look into to what you're to what you're seeing um and you know and read the article that's always important is to actually be informed about what you're choosing to comment on but also you know find your your sites and kind of like we just want people to be loyal to us i suppose so if you're a fan please, you know, like, comment, and share, and engage with others on the page, and that really, really helps us to keep our numbers up, to keep this message going, and you can become more aware of our projects that we have on the go, and just try to stay up to date, because, you know, it's it's kind of unfortunate that a lot of our reach does come from Facebook these days, like, as I mentioned before, um, when I found Collective Evolution, I had them bookmarked in my browser, so every morning I would just click the bookmark and go see, but nowadays, I think, most people rely on Facebook for their news. They rely on what they're seeing in the news feed, you know? So if a CE article is not coming up in your news feed or other conscious media, then you're not going to see it. And, you know, some, some say that it is being controlled to a degree and there's different algorithms so that you might not actually see these things that are important to you. So if you do support various pages and try to either remember to go to their websites directly and maybe we can stop relying on Facebook so much for a lot of the traffic. Um, but if not, just you know, be sure to, to check the page daily to see the new content, get engaged with the content, share the content, join the conversation. We have um, a page called CE Community and that's a really great place to have conversations about a lot of the topics that we're sharing. And we also have a, a membership, a paid membership group called um, the Explorers Lounge, the CE Explorers Lounge. And that's a place to kind of go a little bit deeper uh, with some of our content. And that's just a good place to have really a lot of support from your community. It's so important for people to be 
active and engage with it. Absolutely. And, and also to to read the articles because we see this, you know, when we're posting anything through Soul and Wonder and, you know, people automatically just like it for what it is or maybe write something that they don't like and they haven't even engaged or read the actual article itself. We're so bombarded with so much media on a daily basis. I think for a lot of people it becomes quite overwhelming, but it um, I think a lot of people don't understand, uh, especially when you're producing a lot of content, the importance of actually reading it and then giving whatever opinion you like on it, but actually reading it first. So I'm glad you did mention that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, <clears throat> it just gives a lot more you know, value to what you have to say if you've actually read it and understood it instead of just making an assumption. Because that, that definitely happens a lot. And, you know, I think also people are a lot more, I don't know if you've experienced this as well, but people are a lot more inclined to comment if it's something they don't agree with or if it's yeah. kind of something. <laughs> I definitely want to encourage all the listeners because I know we have an amazing, incredible um, support system and, and fan base and uh, readership that we've collected over the years. And, you know, um, these the people that you know don't have something negative to say are, I think are often less inclined to comment but it really does you know like we see you and hear you and we love hearing positive feedback as well you know it kind of just <laughs> makes the day a little a little easier a little better to hear the the positive in with a lot of the negative sure I know I mean I I can't say I'm perfect with that I I'm just the same. I'll forget to, you know, leave a comment or a message on any page that I'm just really loving. And mm -hmm. I realized that today when I was visiting a website that I like to follow and, you know, scrolled down and saw a positive comment. It was the only comment on this person's article and it was so positive. And I'm like, you know, why am I not leaving my thoughts? You know, I write, I write articles for our website, so does Chris, and we would love to hear positive feedback. So that's something that within myself I'm working on changing to be at least more, um, just more engaged, like you said, in a positive way, because it's just so easy to argue online. It's so easy to leave a comment with that you're just not agreeing with anyone, you know, on, and it's just fueling the fire of disagreement. And I don't particularly want to be a part of that. I want to be a part of something more positive in that sense. Exactly. And it can really just like kind of helps create that, that online community. And, you know, you get to interact with others and you just get to be like a part of the conversation and, and that's really just really important right now. Sure. So mm -hmm. Collective Evolution's slogan is be change. What does it really mean to be change? So um, that is a shortened version of be the change you wish to see in the world. So be change means living your truth, living an authentic life, it's about walking the talk and not just being passionate about something and standing on your soapbox to spread the message, but actually living that yourself. So it's about facing your fears and voting with your dollar and speaking your truth, even if your voice shakes and really trying to, to live, you know, to live this, this message of, you know, what we kind of want the world to look like, you know, if there's something you don't particularly agree with in our modern day society, well then, you know, don't, don't buy into it. No one is forcing you to, you know, nothing is really set in stone. It's about creating the type of world that you want for yourself and just, you know, trying as, as best you can to just follow, you know, what really sets your soul on fire and what really inspires you to, to do good in the world and support the companies that have a similar vision, you know, try to, you know, just look at, um, you know, what you're, what you're consuming um, in terms of, you know, uh, media, health, uh, people that you surround yourself with, like every everything. So it comes from every angle. It's just really about walking the talk and being yourself, being authentic, and speaking your truth, and being the change. I like that a lot. Well said. I like that a lot. It's so important. You know, we. It's so easy to say, 
what to do and it's much more difficult at times to walk the talk and I think that once you fully align with your most authentic self the path that you're on just lays out in front of you brick by brick and it becomes much easier as you walk along that path and next thing you know not only are you living a more fulfilling conscious life but you're 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 guiding people with you to become more conscious consumers, just conscious human beings in general. And the more we can grow that consciousness, the more people will be that change. And it all starts within. From that point, branches out, and next thing you know, you're reinventing the world. And I think it's absolutely possible to do so. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's a really um, important point that actually just gave me goosebumps a little bit. Like change starts within. So this also, um, also I should mention like doing, doing the work, you know, overcoming your, your issues and letting go of your past traumas and, and working through these things is a really important part of that that can really help to kind of free you to help you be able to step into your truth a little bit easier and just just by living your authentic life, like you said, it's going to, you know, inspire others to do the same. And even if it's subconsciously, like I notice changes in people that I never thought possible just because they're, you know, starting to hang out with different people. And it just, it just happens. Like the more we shift, you know, the more it's going to affect the collective. So don't ever think that, you know, you can't make a difference because like you absolutely absolutely can just by you know living your truth that's going to affect more people than you may realize yeah most definitely and that's what we've seen with a lot of uh the people that we work with one-on-one the people that we help to um find that passion and to then you know also do that that what we call the dirty worker addressing that shadow self and once people do that we've seen so many amazing transformations within people and it's just you know, really incredible to see. And and Sarah and I really pride ourselves on, you know, being authentic and being transparent and telling people, you know, we're not, we're not perfect, but we've done a lot of this work on our, on ourselves and we've seen our dreams come true because of it. And we just want that for everybody else. And, um, Mm -hmm. it's just a really awesome process. Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of like embracing this instead of kind of dreading it is really important and like understand that whatever struggle I'm just kind of speaking I guess to the to the listeners here like whatever struggle that you're going through is serving a purpose towards putting you on the path to you know what you're you're meant to be doing or what you're meant to learn and it's always about growth so if you can look at that as like an amazing lesson instead of you know such a heavy burden to bear then you know that could just really really help to switch your perspective around so it can become a lot easier. Very good point. Very good point. And I think when we start to look at situations, instead of being the victim in those situations and blaming other outside things, and we then, you know, are able to learn the lessons we need to learn from it, uh, we just grow exponentially. Mm-hmm. Yes. For sure. Well, it sounds like you're a wonderful uh, member of the CE team. I'm sure that they they feel blessed to have you with them, and I'm I'm happy to have crossed paths with you. And of course, we'll continue to read the Collective Evolution articles and keep updated. I'll start chiming in with some positive comments too. <laughs> awesome. Thank you very much. I really appreciate the opportunity to to share and to connect with you both. And I really appreciate what you're doing as well to help to inspire others to be change and to live their authentic lives. Thank, Thank you. you very much. We've really enjoyed talking to you, Alana. We'll, we'll catch you next time. Okay. Another amazing conversation and interview. I could talk to them for hours, the people we have on this show. I know. It's fantastic. So we are now at your health tip of the episode. This is going to go along the lines of consciousness expansion, but really just digging into yourself. You know, like Alana had mentioned, we're constantly being told what to think by all the news media outlets, everybody around us. And it can be a little difficult sometimes finding the pure you. What is in there below all those layers that we've just piled up on top of us throughout our lifetime? So your health tip is going to be about the mind and the heart and the spirit. Have you ever heard of free writing? 
This is a psychological tactic that you can use to really dig into the depths of yourself. Free writing is wonderful. What you can do is you can have your phone or any timer nearby set it to about five minutes or longer if you feel comfortable. And what you want to do is have a pen, paper, or if you're better at typing, you can do that too. And have a question that you're really looking for the answer. And I'm not talking about a question that's going to have you scouring the internet for resources to find who says the answer is. I'm talking about finding the answers within your core essence, your being. For example, you could use a question such as, what makes me the most happy? Something along those lines. What is it in my life that makes me most fulfilled? You know, some of you might think, oh, those are easy questions to answer. But you'd be surprised at how difficult sometimes finding the most authentic answer can be. And so you can take any question that you're, you're yearning for that answer for and get out your pen and paper, set your timer, and what you do, you put that pen to paper or your fingertips to keyboard and you just type or write without thinking about what you're writing. Now that's the challenging part and free writing can sometimes take some practice because you have to fully let go. You have to not worry about the jibber jabber that comes out, the misspelled words, the incorrect grammar. I know that was my most difficult thing getting through first. And just being free of judgment, letting yourself flow as that stream of consciousness just comes through. You don't even have to look at your piece of paper. Sure, it's going to be like chicken scratch and all over the place, but you'd be surprised what words will come through and how cohesive it can be at the end. So when your timer is done, you can either choose to keep going if you're on a roll or stop, pause, take a look at what you've written and see if there's anything that came out of you that you would like to dig even deeper. And free writing, like I said, can take some practice. Sometimes I, I recommend meditating first beforehand for five or ten minutes to really clear your mind, releasing all of those judgments, and then just diving right in it. And of course, nobody has to see your answers. Nobody has to see what comes up. You can also just continue to dig and ask more questions about yourself that you'd like to know the answer to. And this is going to help you deprogram. This is going to help you get to know yourself in the most authentic way possible. And it's just one of my favorite tools to use for people who really feel a little clouded on who they are, what makes them tick, and how or what can make them happy. So that's your health tip. I hope you get your pen and pad out and get to free writing. If you come up with anything interesting that you'd like to share with us, feel free to comment, send us a message on our Facebook page, or send us an email at transform at soulandwonder.com. Looking forward to seeing you guys on the next one.